Hey guys, welcome back to Inclusion RX. I've got a very special guest today, kind of a, I'm going to say a long-term friend because I've kind of known you now for a couple of years. Uh, Eric Hudson, you guys would know him uh, primarily though from the CrossFit meme page. I'm going to call it a CrossFit meme page, Constantly Varied uh, Fitness. You're like the the OG CrossFit meme page, dude. I've been in the game for a while. I remember when I was uh, talking to uh, John and John with uh, Work for Change podcast, right. and we you came up in the conversation. And I don't know if you heard it, but um, it was like I remember when I like the day I hit 20k followers on the meme page, and you would just come up and hit 10k, and I was like, who this guy I think he is? Posting all the time, like you know, he's he'll phase out, and then next month you had like 40k or something like that. So. I knew I knew very well of you, and everyone knew of you in the in the community. Yeah, it was that. That was a weird uh, kind of starting point for me because it was you know when I started, and I don't follow a lot of meme pages, like very few. Mm-hmm. But um, somebody had turned me on to yours and Fluffy Ducks. Those were the two kind of big CrossFit meme pages, you know. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, like is this the limit? Like I, you know, I saw where you were, I saw where he was. Like I was trying to figure out. Like, what's the cap on this? Like, how big can these pages grow? Like, you know, do CrossFitters really like it? Do they not? And to this day, I'm still like kind of blown away, like what people like and what they don't like and who they follow and don't follow. Like, it's also weird to me. I don't know. I, I don't, We're not talking about memes today, but uh, just such a weird thing. But yeah, you're the OG. We all learned from you. So that's And you, you sold fanny packs for, are you still selling the fanny packs? Um, I probably still own like 80% of those fanny packs. So if anyone would like me to gift them, I'd gladly <laughs> do so. Cause now they're just, you know, storing room in my closet. So I, I just remember, I forget how it even came up in conversation, but you, me and Fluffy Duck were in some kind of group chat and you're like, yeah, I got a cease and desist for those fanny packs. I'm like, man, how petty did Glassman have to be to send a cease and desist for a fanny pack? Like, that's so awesome. I, I got that. It, it was not only that, but like it was coming at me for like YouTube videos and like I had CrossFit in the name of like my Instagram bio. That was, yeah, that was definitely a big scare and I changed everything and they're like, okay, that looks good. And luckily left me alone since then. I'm, I'm a little over two years in and not a cease and desist yet. And I'm honestly, I'm a little disappointed. I feel like I'm doing something <laughs> wrong. I don't, I don't know what I got to do to get one. I'll probably, I'll probably get one after this video. That'll yeah. be my, uh, my first one. We'll see. Well, today we're talking about inclusion. So I appreciate you being on. Uh, you know, I, I asked you to be on cause I thought you had a unique perspective. Like you're doing so much in the community besides the meme page, you do the YouTube, you do training, like you just, you know, you're really deeply ingrained in what we do. So, uh, you know, I'm really interested to hear your perspective on, on, uh, you know, how CrossFit is doing and kind of the, the inclusion segment, uh, segments, the wrong word, but I think you get my point. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's just kind of start there. Like it's been kind of a crazy 2020, uh, from say the least. Yeah. From, from that aspect, where are you at mentally with CrossFit right now? Um, so, I mean, I think that with the change of the ownership, I think everything that Eric is talking about and setting, you know, the steps to, to work towards, um, can only benefit everybody. Cause he's talking not only about making affiliates happy, he's talking about like helping, like, you know, figuring out how he can help the coaches and things like that in the affiliates, because, even though I live in San Diego County and like the gyms out here are ginormous, like there's you no know, huge population of people that come and go. And like, there's a lot to um, go with it or happen inside of the CrossFit gym. Like a lot of coaches don't do this full time. A lot of them have part time gigs. So I, I'm very 
hopeful and I'm very excited for what he has in store and to like only bring it up to the next level. Yeah, I am too. I, you know, the more I hear the guy talk, the, the better I feel about him, you know, like, um, you know, somebody mentioned to me the other day, they're like, well, CrossFit still hasn't come out with a, you know, a statement around black lives matter. I'm like, yeah, but Eric said it on CNN. Like he said it. Can you, like, I can't imagine, uh, I haven't seen anyone else within the CrossFit community make like such a, a bold statement on, on national TV, you know? And mm-hmm. so it, it tells me that this is a guy willing to like kind of get out in front of issues. He's certainly willing to address them head on. He's, you know, put together a council of, of really, you know, top tier athletes, you know, Neil Maddox is on that group, uh, Meredith Root, like some really high quality people. So I'm, I'm feeling really good about his direction. Um, I tell everyone I'm cautiously optimistic, you know, I've worked for corporations mm-hmm. long enough to know that things can go south as quickly as they go north, but, but I'm feeling pretty good about him. And, uh, and he's got a great haircut. So, you know, <laughs> feel, feel great about him looking just like me. So that's yeah, a, yeah, that's a, that's a good thing. Um, how did you get into CrossFit? Like, how'd you get started in all this? So I first got into like doing dynamic and, um, really complex type movements through football in high school. And I love doing cleans and like thrusters, all these different crazy movements we were doing. Like, I love the idea of being athletic. Like once I got out of high school, I stopped doing football. I was doing bodybuilding for like a year and I was like, okay, I only like doing bench so much. I only like squatting so much. It's like, I would rather do things that, you know, truly show how, like how much potential my body has and how much I have room to grow versus just having the muscles that look like I could do something. Um, so then I just happened to like be around certain people that would talk about CrossFit and how hard the workouts were and like, all oh, those cleans crushed me and I'm clean. Let, let me, let me look into this. So then like a week later I signed, I tried to, they let me drop in at my local gym I happened to drop in during a fundamentals class anyways. And we went over like all the different squat variations, things like that. And the, the coach realized that like I was a 19 year old kid at the time and I'm was decently fit. So he would, the coach was like, Hey, you know, instead of us doing pushups and air squats, you're going to do handstand pushups and squat cleans. So my very first day of CrossFit, I did handstand pushups and I was head over heels from there. And I was like, this stuff is crazy and wild and challenging. And I love it. That sounds like a brutal start to CrossFit. Hey, hey we're going to have you do handstand push-ups. This will be easy. You'll love this. Yeah, that was definitely not the normal, but she challenged me and I was like, okay. Definitely nerve-wracking, but I think that's kind of like what got me in place, which is doing some push-ups and air squats and being like, yeah, I can do this at home. Like, I think that was just enough to kind of really get me uh, enticed to want to sign up. And how did you, how did that evolve into you? I mean, now you're doing YouTube videos and coaching people. Like, how did you evolve from, you know, starting and being a student to now teaching? So just like how everyone else that falls in love with CrossFit, I was going seven days a week, always did extra credit after class, was doing, you know, a million things under the sun because I want to work on my snatch technique and my handstand walks and try to get muscle up. And then after about a year of doing it, um, I just was like, I, I want to learn as much as I can. I want to do more of it. So I just happened to go and take my L1. And then it was funny. It was Sunday during open gym. The owner at the time, I said, Hey, I took my L1, just like not even thinking anything of it. Like I just thought it'd be a cool thing to share. And then he was like, Oh, you want to start interning? And then the next couple of days I started interning. And then it just went down from there. And just off to the races. So what, what's your experience as a coach been like? So I started, I started coaching right around the time I was turning 20 
And the gym that I was um, going to at the time, most of the members were like 40 and 50. So I feel like I had a very large curve of not only trying to learn how to communicate with people, how to go over progressions, how to, you know, appropriately scale and things like that to also getting someone to trust me and understand me. And then also on top of that, I'm also not uh, vertically uh, gifted. I'm also very short. But me, myself, I have to work really hard, make sure my technique looks well in order to like compete with a lot of the bigger dogs that were in the class. So I think when people really notice that, I would put in the work to really like hone in on my, the small things and try to like move safe and try to relate to them like, hey, if you do this weight, you're, you know, this happens with your back and that, you know, changes the or increases the chance of you having an injury. So let's take the weight down and learning how to have that kind of conversation with people versus like, that's too heavy, go lighter. And then they're not understanding. So it's definitely been um, a challenge, but something that has definitely helped me grow and become the person that I am. So I'm very grateful for CrossFit in that aspect. And so I complimented a kid last night at the gym who uh, just killed the set of thrusters, like killed it. And I said to him, I'm like, dude, you killed that. And he's like, well, I should. I'm only five, six. <laughs> he insulted himself. <laughs> I'm like, dude, don't get to the joke before I get there. That's not uh, <laughs> not the way we do I'm, I'm always amused by that, though. Like, you know, CrossFitters struggle to take compliments, you know? Do you that's one it? thing. Yeah, that's, that's one thing, thing I tell people. Always be accepting of, like, do never, never discredit your accomplishments. Yeah, well, that's what I said to him. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you still got to press it overhead. It was a 115-pound thruster, it was, and we were doing 12.963 with burpee box jumps in between, right? And, you know, so it's decreasing. It's getting faster. We've started with a row, so you're kind of you're leading into the thrusters with a higher heart rate. And he just killed it. And he's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm short. I ought to be able to do them. I'm like, dude, you still got to press 115 overhead unbroken 12 times. Like, and then you got to do it nine, six and three, like take the compliment. He's like, okay. I'm like, and he had to row before and the row didn't help him out. Yeah. And that was the, I, I didn't even mention that to him that, yeah, look, if you're going to say you ought to be good at him because you're short where you killed me on the row and I'm tall, like, you know, you shouldn't be a good rower at your height, but you are, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, I'm always amused when people can't take compliments. And it's an interesting point that you make though. I've, I say all that to say it's an interesting point that you have to phrase things a certain way to get people to understand what you're really wanting them to do. That's a sign of a good coach. So yeah. take that compliment. Someone, especially, especially with like the, the guys that did their, that did college football and college wrestling, you can't tell them anything. It's like, you know, Oh, I can lift this weight, therefore I'm going to do RX. Whereas, hey, how's your back feel from yesterday? Oh, my back is killing me. Yeah, because all of these things that you did wrong yesterday, if you were to focus on this, not only would you have moved better, you would have had a faster time and you would like not feel as beat up today and feel better for the next day. So unfortunately, it seems like a lot of the times people have to experience some kind of setback in order to understand like, oh, I get it now. I need to take care of myself and not just throw my body willy-nilly around a barbell or a pull-up bar and things are going to be okay. I've been having a lot of conversations with people lately around uh, representation in CrossFit and getting good coaches that are more representative of the communities they're in. Like what type of community are you, are you coaching in currently? Like, I, I don't know where you, I mean, I know where you live, but like, what's that neighborhood like? So, well, with San Diego in general, it's just such a very diverse uh, place. Um, there's like, we have, a large military presence. Um, our, my, my gym is literally, not my gym, the gym that I coach at is literally right across the street from the Marine Corps 
uh, Recruitment Depot, which is one of two in all of the world, um, for all of America. Uh, we have a large like LGBTQ community. We have a lot of people that come here for school, whether it's SDSU or USD. So we, we have a very large, uh, wide range of different types of people, but the majority of it is probably people like in their 30s, 40s. Uh, we have a very small amount of uh, competitive people. We don't really foster that type of uh, environment. Like we're more so focusing on moving well, longevity, health, like, you know, fixing problems we might have. Someone comes into my class for the first time and they say, yeah, I have a bum shoulder. My job is not, my personal job is not just to have you work around that shoulder for the rest of your life. My goal is, okay, hey, let me look this up and let me actually do more work on my time. Or if I already understand this thing, these are the things I want you to do either before class or after class to fix these things. Because when I was, when I was 19, I herniated a disc in my lower back. I could barely sit for more than 10 minutes. I couldn't like, I bent over the wrong way. I would yeah, like out of commission for like three days. So I understand how that is. And I don't want anyone to feel that way for, you know, for like a short period of time or the rest of their life. So how's your experience been, um, coaching them like in this neighborhood, like, you know, the, you know, sounds like it's a super diverse neighborhood, but, um, you know, you're bringing that representation to the masses. Has that been positive, negative? Has it made any difference at all? No difference. Like what's it, what's it felt like for you? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't personally see it as making much of a difference in the sense of like, you know, uh, scaring people away or bringing them in more. I think it's more so kind of like we're just known this way. So it's kind of like, we'll get the occasional person, no matter what their background is. Um, but I feel like there's always something that we could do even personally to better foster and better uh, communicate. Like, we don't care what you do, who you are, like, you know, what, what your experience is. Like, we want you here and we want to help in any way we can. Whereas it seems like a lot of gyms will go and say, oh, we're accepting, you know, we don't turn it, we don't turn away money. We don't turn anyone away from the front door, but it's, they don't have to go and say it or do it for it to not, you know, feel as warm and welcoming when people come in. Yeah. I guess that's kind of the question. Like, and I, I agree with that. Like I've never been in a gym that I thought didn't want people to come in and work out with them. Like I've never, you know, and you know, granted I have a much different experience probably than a lot of people. I'm, you know, I'm the guy that can drive past a cop at 90 miles an hour and wave. And they just think I'm one of them, you know? <laughs> um, However, I think that, um, you know, that representation matters. And like I've seen over the years, people, whether it's, uh, you know, what I typically see isn't a race thing. I see like uh, people coming in that are overweight, for instance. And because the whole room is full of 20-year-olds with their shirts off, they immediately feel uncomfortable, you know. And I'm not necessarily advocating, all right, we go hire bigger coaches or whatever. But like how do we foster and create that environment that is so welcoming for people that they want to stay and be a part of that, you know? Um, and, it, and just an example of kind of like bringing that idea to, to light more is let's say like I went and I signed up um, for like a Zumba class. I am probably going to be, I'm probably going to be much younger than a lot of people in that class. I'm probably going to be one of the few, I, I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but this is my perception, which is, you know, part of the reality when it comes to people coming in the door it seems like it's mostly women that they cater to. Um, it seems like they mostly probably have families and talk about things that maybe I'm not concerned yet with my life or I don't have any experience yet in my life. So there's so many different things that can add up to deter me from wanting to do something. 
Whereas if it was, if I saw more, um, you know, advertisement and marketing catering to people of color, people that were younger, people that were you know, male or whatever, um, I could, I could see myself being more accepting of the idea if I wanted to do Zumba to go and do Zumba. But every little, like little things like that can add up very quickly and, you know, scare someone either towards or away, uh, what you're writing. Dude, you would kill Zumba. <laughs> you'd, you'd kill it. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know squat about Zumba. We're probably both going to get hate mail from all the people who do Zumba. They're going to see this and be like, what are you talking about? It's not just women. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know anything about Zumba either. I'm not even sure I know what it is at this point in my life. And that's a good thing. Yeah. But, but that's the thing. It's like from, so I, of years ago, it could, things could have changed, but years ago, the only Zumba class that I saw was actually like a part of the gym, like a, the bodybuilding gym that I was going to at the time. And it was literally like one guy in a group of like, 50 women and they all look like they were, you know, well into adulthood and probably had children of their own. So it's like instantly I do not see myself in there, no matter how much maybe I do want to do Zumba. Maybe I'll do it at home myself. I'll find someone doing it online for, you know, uh, some kind of online membership and I'll do it there versus putting myself in a situation where I don't see people like me that have the same experience as me. And, you know, I can't relate with on the same level. You should add Zumba into your YouTube series. It would be great. I might. Hey, I don't know. Maybe that'll be the first one probably online. I don't know. Yeah. Constantly varied Zumba. I think that's, yeah. a, that's a great title. You're welcome to use that. No charge. Thank you. <laughs> well, and it sounds great. I mean, it sounds like you have a really, you know, diverse and exciting uh, membership and coaching staff. Like how do you guys, do you manage that at all? Do you like, is there any, you know, yeah, like team meetings, like how's, how do you guys all coexist? Like I, I know, like I think of my friends are relatively uh, diverse and, and, you know, come from wildly different backgrounds and, and we're arguing all the time, but like family, like how, how do you guys coexist? So when it comes to like our staff in particular, like whenever we've had interviews with people and try to see if they were a good fit, it was never like we've had some people come in that have, degrees in kinesiology or physical education or, you know, have all the certificates, you know, you can list, but they come off as hard and stern or they come off as like, you know, kind of, they, they, they would kind of foster a click, click type mentality and not want to um, cater to everybody, no matter what the situation is. So I think that's the biggest part. It's like, it's easy to teach someone how to they do an air squat and teach someone how to teach someone to do an air squat. Like that's not the hard part. And once you understand the basics of that, it's really easy. When I was first teaching people how to snatch, I didn't know jack squat compared to snatch as much as I know now, but I knew the basics to relay enough information that as time went on, I got better at that. But like change, someone's personality is something that you don't, you, you can't really change. It's something they have to do on their own if they need to be changed at all. Like that's up to them if they want to. But finding the right person that we think will foster the type of community we want that allows for inclusion to the like the most that we can create and that's the kind of person we're looking for and obviously they have to have something they can just go and be like oh you know i'll take my l1 next week or whatever it's like we need some kind of base to go off of so we're not spending 100 percent of our attention on you to try to teach you and then you end up messing up in the class class with the wrong thing but i think that's the biggest part is how that person carries themselves and how they treat others so what what's the key metric you're looking for is it kindness is it empathy like i mean i think like those two things um i think it's like being able to make someone like laugh being able to make someone feel good being able to like 
just smile at people pretty frequently. Cause even though someone might, you know, be really nice and they go to coach you, they look like this all day long. It's like, okay, am I doing something wrong? Like, do I, should I change what I'm playing? I think there's a lot, a lot that goes into it, but just overall someone's character um, and how, like, would I personally see myself hanging out with this person outside of the gym? And that's probably a good fit. But if this is someone that I wouldn't, then why is that? And then a lot of the times when we've had people interested, they don't just, you know, okay, cool. Start next week. It's an internship progress process. And then if it, you know, you might last one week, two weeks, three weeks after three weeks, if you're cool, maybe four, or we'll get you going. If you've been crushing it the past few weeks, if not, Hey, thank you for your time. Um, but we think that we might, you know, you might have a better fit somewhere else other than, um, what we provide here. I love, I love this thought and this concept. And in this case, you're putting the concept into practice of, you know, as a focus of diversity and inclusion, we're going to make sure that the coaching staff fits the gym, not we're going to try to fit the gym members to the coaching staff necessarily, or, you know, like that's a really interesting thought of, um, you know, making sure that, you know, we want this community to be reflective of our values. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Yep. Do you guys do anything special? Like when you have drop-ins or new members, like how are you, you know, bringing, new members into the fold. So I actually have a small list over here. And that's like one of the first things that I have listed is like when someone comes in, I'm instantly going to treat them like, like my best friend just said, Hey, this is Tommy. You know, he wants to come and hang out with us, you know, part of our friends. What's up, Tommy. If you know, someone else co-signs you, I co-sign you. It's like someone, if someone has the courage to walk into a place again, imagine that Zumba example where they might not see people like them. They might not see um, people that, you know, are maybe overweight like them or have the same skin tone as them or would have the same kind of uh, background as them come into the gym. That's super nerve wracking. I've had people, I've had people very often like walk into the gym and poke their head around and then instantly walk back out. I've seen it. That's happened pretty, not frequently, but it's happened a few times. So if someone comes in, I instantly like this person decided to come into our gym. Could they have dropped into others? Yeah, but there's other people that have come and dropped in our gym and signed up and they said, yeah, we looked at their social media, we looked at their website and it just did not seem like the right fit for us or it didn't seem like they were going to be able to cater to what we were looking for um, when it comes to, you know, a well-rounded fitness program. So I think going in instantly, like, how's it going? You know, kind of having that conversation with them and treating them like they're already your friend and like they could be your friend if they became a part of your gym is, is the biggest thing. Should, like they, they could be literally, you know, shaking in their boots. How can I make them feel comfortable with the home, answer whatever questions they have and not just go, Oh yeah. Memberships. Like if someone asks me, usually this is the typical question I get when someone walks in the gym for the first time, how much are your membership rates? Well, first off, if you really want to know, you could find it on our website. So I'm, I don't even need to really answer that question, but I'll go and say, well, it depends. What are you looking for? What are your goals? Did someone, you know, you have a friend that comes here and then from there, we kind of build that rapport and then, Oh, what do you do for work? Oh, you do construction. What kind? Oh, cool. And then like, you know, already start to get to understand that person. Cause then once people start talking about themselves, they'll talk about themselves and they instantly feel more comfortable. Yeah. I think those interpersonal relationships are, are crazy important. And I do think what you're talking about around this, you know, introduction piece and, and making sure they feel welcomed and like they're a friend is super important. Like I, I've been to multi, I've done, hundreds of drop-ins over the years. And I've certainly had experiences where I felt like an outsider, even though I've done 
CrossFit for a decade, you know, they don't introduce you to anyone, you know, you just walk in and imagine what that feels like when you're, when you're not fit or you don't, you know, you've never CrossFitted before and you don't know what to expect. Um, yeah. One thing that the twins do at our gym when they bring people in is uh, they'll start them in the class. And so once they make it to the classes, then they'll like stand them right in front of the group and go, Hey, this is Sarah. This is her first day in the class. Let me introduce you everybody. And they'll literally go down the line. This is John. This is Michael. This is, and go through the list and we're shaking hands or, you know, these days we're fist bumping or, you know, virtual high fiving, whatever you can do in COVID. Um, but giving that introduction and then we're all spending time talking to them. So they feel welcome in the class. And I think it makes such a big difference for people. You know, when you think of feeling included in a group, um, you know, otherwise, like I've, you know, I've also seen dozens of people come and go over the years where they just come to your point, like come in, look in, like, yeah, it's not for me. And they take off, you know, cause nobody, yep. no, no, nobody made them feel welcome. You know? And, and then obviously a lot of, gyms go and talk about community. Community is like the biggest, you know, keyword in CrossFit that people want to go and throw out, but it doesn't matter how nice I am, how nice I am to a member, where if we have a class of 15 people and they're all kind of, you know, backs turn kind of talking to their friends and not really connecting with that person, then it's still, it doesn't matter how nice I am, they're still going to feel left out and not included. So instantly, if someone comes into the class for the first time, I introduce them to someone else that they'll be working out alongside Hey, Tommy, this is, this is Sarah. Do you mind if she has any questions, but I'm talking to someone else, if you can, you know, give her some pointers or anything like that, you know, while I make my rounds as I go to the gym, um, or Hey, Tommy, Sarah said that she does construction. You also do construction. What? And then instantly we've had so many people come to our gym that are from Boston for some reason. And instantly when they find out they're from Boston, it's like, you know, Red Sox, best friends, you know, do or die for the rest of life. So. Yeah. They're all just talking about Tom Brady and yeah, it's the worst. Totally the worst. Yeah, not anymore, though, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm going to get a hate mail. Now I'm going to get hate mail from people from Boston. Um, well, you mentioned earlier, like, uh, you know, but besides having, you know, you've got military presence, you've got young people, you've got the LGBT community, like you've got all these kind of different segments of people. Are you guys as a, as a gym or as a group, are you investing time in any of their, you know, those groups outside activities, meaning like, you know, the LGBT community, as an example, has Pride Month. So, like, are you guys active in, like, those types of things, or do you guys keep it strictly CrossFit? So, we've done Pride workouts during Pride Month. We've uh, had Pride shirts. We show people that, like, hey, just because you might not be the same as me, that makes you awesome. Because if you were the same as me, then there would be less creativity in the world. There would be, like, you know, it would be boring. But the fact that people are so different, have different personalities, different, you know, whatever that makes them them then we're all for it. So we've done things like that uh, in the past and it's definitely helped not only make those members happy, those members will go and there'll be, it'll be a free class. They'll bring in their friends and their friends will come and try to work out and their friends will inquire. And it's like, we get the rapport around town that we, you know, we're the gym to go to if, you know, you are interested in doing functional fitness for CrossFit. So that's something like, I think a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people that own CrossFit gyms are of older age and a lot of them, you know, whether whatever business they're in don't necessarily see the ROI as much as it is when it comes to like social media and awareness and things like that. It's like, okay, if I do Facebook ad, I can get X amount of leads, which then, you know, they can see the numbers. Whereas like, Hey, we're just known as being this gym that wherever you are, come in and get a workout and you're going to love it. The word, word around town spreads and 
we've had members come from past gyms to ours and they'll say, yeah, like we decided to come here because we've heard so many good things about you guys. And like our other gym was this, that, and the other. So. Yeah, it's, it's such a, it's great to hear that you guys are doing that. And I, I think that's, I was talking to someone earlier today that said during black history month, they do, they have like a, a series of whys that they've created to, to, you know, celebrate that and to look back at history. And I'd love to see gyms do that more. I think our, our CrossFit gyms over the years have historically done first responder workouts, hero wads. And we love those. Like I love those. I love Murph. Um, and I would love to see us continue to do that. But I just think from a community outreach, the more that we start to look at, you know, other groups and say, Hey, maybe we should do a workout in the honor of, of in this case, LGBT pride month or, or whatever it may be, you know? And I, I think the more we do that, the more we're going to understand each other, the more we're going to start pulling in, you know, different people and having a richer community um, and, and hopefully better conversations amongst each other. I hope, yeah. but, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as we're wrapping up, like, you know, it sounds like you've kind of seen it all in CrossFit over, you know, several years coaching. Like if you could give one tip to affiliate owners or coaches out there to, you know, kind of help, you know, uh, grow and, and enrich diversity and inclusion in their gym, what would that be? I think the biggest thing would be not just thinking that they can do it. The community has to be a part of it. And just because you, you say you have a great community doesn't necessarily mean that. Like if you go and you put people together and you're bring, like you're fostering a type of um, inclusive community and you're bringing people together and you're showing them, hey, you know, we can all we're all doing the same thing. We're all here together, even though we might not, um, you know, I'm going to be the same background. This is something that brings us together and makes it awesome and doesn't really matter what you do or who you are. I think that's great. And uh, I've been trying to give kind of a weekly or a weekly challenge out of these. And, you know, I love what you guys are doing around, you know, involving in other groups workouts. And so that would be my challenge to people coming away from this one is, you know, look within your community, you know, ask your members what they're passionate about. It doesn't, you know, have to, you know, be race or sexual orientation. It could be a charitable event. Um, you know, there's so many, you know, great things that are going on that people are passionate about. And I find that when you talk to, you don't even know what people are into until you really start asking the questions and finding out. Um, and there's so much out there we can get involved in that will not only, you know, enrich your community, but will help you grow it. So that's our challenge this week. So Eric, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being the, at least the fifth or sixth funniest meme page out there. So nice, <laughs> nice job true. on that. Very true keep that going. And uh, for everyone that joined today, we appreciate you being on and uh, we'll chat with you next week.